And good morning, Transformation Radio listeners. You've got a great show for you today. Thanks for tuning in. Pastor Tom with a special devotion for today. First up, for King Country with Fix My Eyes. What's up, guys? This is Matt Behan coming to you live from Baratosh Church, transferring from third phase to fourth phase. just want to talk to you guys a little bit about my experiences in third phase, living at the Sullivan House with all the guys. Um, main two things that pop into my head, first and foremost, is the fellowship with your brothers, living in such tight quarters with them. It really takes you to a new level of honesty and authenticity if you allow it. Um, so for me, that was something that I really desperately needed in my life was to really get open and honest with the things of my heart and the things that are holding me down. 
or uh, the boundaries and walls that I put up in my own life and then sharing them and discussing them with my brothers and uh, breaking them down together. I'd really encourage everyone to really take advantage of that time living with a group of men like that in such tight quarters to really get to know one another and really start to share what's going on in your heart and what's going on in your head because in your head is a terrible place to be. So getting that stuff out and having people hold you accountable to the things that you need to be held accountable to is really important. And the second thing is work ethic for sure. Um, Going to work day in and day out, which sometimes isn't always the easiest thing and just grinding and, and really establishing a good work ethic for yourself you know, first and foremost, to represent Jesus Christ in your work, but secondly, just for 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 uh, for pride in your work, because it's it's what God has called us to do on earth. I mean, it was the first instruction that He gave to Adam was to tend the garden in the beginning, and uh, we need to do that joyfully under the Lord, which sometimes isn't always the easiest thing. But just really grinding and and pushing through that, and working every single day, and doing it merrily. And uh, helping to change the guys' lives around us that wouldn't normally have any encounters with Jesus. So just being the light for Christ and and showing the love to uh, a bunch of roughnecks in the place that we work at. I'd also like to just give a couple affirmations. I'd like to give an affirmation to uh, John Pohl and uh, Jeremiah Barnett. I see a lot of potential in you guys, man, and a lot of growth I think you guys are going to do great things, not only here in the refuge, but for the rest of your guys' lives. I just want to continue to encourage you guys to take care of the things that need to be taken care of while you're in the refuge and just just keep pushing forward, man. Just staying positive. You know, you guys are two of the more positive guys I'm around, and and I really enjoy getting to know you guys and and watching you guys go. And uh, for crying out loud, John, make your bed. Love you guys. See ya. And our New Testament reading today comes from Acts chapter 15, verses 1 through 35. While Paul and Barnabas were at Antioch of Syria, some men from Judea arrived and began to teach the believers. Unless you are circumcised as required by the law of Moses, you cannot be saved. Paul and Barnabas disagreed with him, arguing vehemently. Finally, the church decided to send Paul and Barnabas to Jerusalem, accompanied by some local believers to talk to the apostles and elders about this question. The church sent the delegates to Jerusalem, and they stopped along the way to Phoenicia and Samaria to visit the believers. They told them, much to everyone's joy, that the Gentiles, too, were being converted. When they arrived in Jerusalem, Barnabas and Paul were welcomed by the whole church, including the apostles and elders. They reported everything God had done through them, but then some of the believers who belonged to the sect of Pharisees stood up and insisted, the Gentile converts must be circumcised and required to follow the law of Moses. So the apostles and elders met together to resolve this issue. At the meeting, after a long discussion, Peter stood and addressed them as follows. Brothers, you all know that God chose me from among you some time ago to preach to the Gentiles so they could hear the good news and believe. God knows people's hearts, and he confirmed that he accepts Gentiles by giving them the Holy Spirit, just as he did to us. He made no distinction between us and them, for he cleansed their hearts through faith. So why are you now challenging God by burdening the Gentile believers with a yoke that neither we nor our ancestors were able to bear? We believe that we all are saved the same way by the undeserved grace of the Lord Jesus. 
Everyone listened quietly as Barnabas and Paul told them the miraculous signs and wonders God had done through them among the Gentiles. When they had finished, James stood and said, Brothers, listen to me. Peter has told you about the time God first visited the Gentiles to take from them or to, to take from them a people for himself. And this conversion of Gentiles is exactly what the prophets predicted, as it is written. Afterward I will return and restore the fallen house of David. I will, I will rebuild its ruins and restore it, so that the rest of humanity might seek the Lord, including the Gentiles. All those I have called to be mine. The Lord has spoken. He has made these things known so long ago. And so my judgment is that we should not make it difficult for the Gentiles who are turning to God. Instead, we should write and tell them to abstain from eating food offered to idols, from sexual immorality, from eating the meat of, a, of strangled animals, and from consuming blood. For these laws of Movis has been preached in Jewish synagogues in every city on every Sabbath for many generations. Then the apostles and elders, together with the whole church in Jerusalem, chose delegates, and they sent them to Antioch of Syria, with Paul and Barnabas, to report on this decision. The men chosen were two of the church leaders, Judas, also called Barsabbas, and Silas. This is the letter they took with them. This letter is from the apostles and elders, your brothers in Jerusalem. It is written to the Gentile believers in Antioch, Syria, and Cilicia. Greetings. We understand that some men from here have troubled you and upset you with their teaching, but we did not send them. So we decided, having come to complete our agreement to send you official representatives along with our beloved Barnabas and Paul, who have risked their lives for the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. We are sending Judas and Silas to confirm what we have decided concerning your question. For it seemed good to the Holy Spirit and to us to lay no greater burden on you than, those, than these few requirements. You must abstain from eating food offered to idols, from consuming blood or the meat of strangled animals, and from sexual immorality. If you do this, you will do well. Farewell. The messengers were at one, went at once to Antioch, Antioch, where they called a general meeting of the believers and delivered the letter. And there was great joy throughout the church that day as they read this encouraging message. Then Judas and Silas, both being prophets, spoke at length to the believers, encouraging and strengthening their faith. They stayed for a while, and then the believers sent them back to the church in Jerusalem with a blessing of peace. Paul and Barnabas stayed in Antioch. They and many others taught and preached the word of the Lord there. sky, traced out by the city lights, my world from a mile high, best seat in the house tonight, touch down in the cold black top, hold on for the sudden stop, breathing the familiar shock of confusion and chaos, all those people going somewhere, why have I never cared? Give me your eyes for just one second Give me your eyes so I can see Everything that I keep missing Give me your love for humanity Give me your arms for the broken hearted The ones that are far beyond my reach Give me your heart for the ones forgotten Give me your eyes so I can see Yeah 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 
out on a busy street See a girl in our eyes meet Does her best to smile at me To hide what's underneath There's a man just to right Black suit and a bright red tie Too ashamed to tell his wife He's out of work, he's buying time All those people going somewhere Why have I never cared? Give me your eyes for just one second Give me your eyes so I can see Everything that I keep missing Give me your love for humanity Give me your arms for the broken hearted The ones that are far beyond my reach Give me your heart for the ones forgotten Give me your eyes so I can see Yeah 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 yeah. I've been here a million times A couple million nights Just moving past me by I swear I never thought that I was wrong Well I want a second glance So give me a second chance To see the way you've seen the people all along Give me your eyes for just one second Give me your eyes so I can see Everything that I keep missing Give me your love for humanity Give me your arms for the brokenhearted The ones that are far beyond my reach Give me your heart for the ones forgotten Give me your eyes so I can see Give me your eyes Lord, give me your eyes Pastor Tom, just want to speak to um, just you for a second in regards to the season I believe God has us in. Um, God is really uh, stirring and pruning and turning up the heat on on who we are in Him, and I believe that the ministry is is more than just a program. It's more than just a season to go through something. He really wants to use the men in this ministry um, to advance His kingdom. Ultimately, he wants his due glory. And because we are all still breathing and living and we have been, uh, quite frankly, given so much grace and, and sacrificial love, um, I believe without a question there's purpose. There's major purpose in this ministry for every man that's here. The enemy knows that. And the biggest thing the enemy tries to continue to do is to to distract us and take us away from what I would consider the biggest word we need to to diligently think about right now is focus. And right now we're trying to take everything away that continues to distract so that we can focus and fix our eyes on why we're here. We're here to develop and build an intimate relationship with Jesus Christ. Everything else is a distraction for this season. 
And too many times we get ahead of our season and we continue to try to think we're more than what we are. And all of a sudden the enemy has us deceived to think it's us doing the work, us that's doing. No, it's going to be the Christ in us that can do anything. Apart from Christ, we can do nothing. So right now there's a lot of just small, what you would consider minor things in the in the natural that you look at and, and think are petty and and believe that you know, what's the big deal. And all I'm telling you is we are in a season of getting our focus back and fixed on the master. And some of us are saying, oh, it's so go so quick. It's so fast to go through this. Then what's the problem with waiting upon the next season for other things to be given based on faithfulness so that I will not be distracted and I will get every thing, every a particular teaching, everything that God is speaking to me so I can continue to go deeper in my character of Christ. We're going to need every bit of it for what is required of us because where much is given, much is required. So let's get our eyes fixed on Christ. Let's get away from the things of the world and all the distractions outside right now so that we can get our foundation dug very deep so God can build a major monument upon us that others can see him. So God bless you. It's time to get out of the pettiness, the uh, distraction, the seeking after everything but Jesus, and it's time to put him first. Let's get back to our first love, gentlemen. And if you haven't had the first love, run to Christ today. God bless. When my heart is weary, when my soul is weary, when it seems I can't traverse the trail before me, I survey the glory of your agony, and I find the will to fight for what's before me, cause you ran the race into I fix my eyes on you, the founder and the finisher of our faith. I fix my eyes on you, the solid of suffering. As I fight to fall my righteous guide And you train me to delight in all that's holy Heal my broken body Heal my crooked strike Throw off every weight and sin and cling so closely
our reading from Psalm today comes from Psalm 141, verses 1 through 10. O Lord, I am calling to you. Please hurry. Listen when I cry to you for help. Accept my prayer as incense offered to you, and my upraised hands as an evening offering. Take control of what I say, O Lord, and guard my lips. Don't let me drift toward evil or take part in acts of wickedness. Don't let me share in the delicacies of those who do wrong. Let the godly strike me. It will be a kindness. If they correct me, it is soothing medicine. Don't let me refuse it. But I pray constantly against the wicked and their deeds. When their leaders are thrown down from a cliff, the wicked will listen to my words and find them true. Like rocks brought up by a plow, the bones of the wicked will lie scattered without burial. I look to you for help, O Sovereign Lord. You are my refuge. Don't let them kill me. Keep me from the traps they have set for me, from the snares of those who do wrong. Let the wicked fall into their own nets, but let me escape. And a reading from Proverbs is Proverbs 17.23. The wicked take secret bribes to pervert the course of justice.
And that will just about do it for this episode of Transformation Radio. Thanks for listening today. You've heard from King's Kaleidoscope, Fix My Eyes, Brandon Heath, Give Me Your Eyes. Um, a wonderful devotional from Pastor Tom today and uh, about focus. And I just want to pray for the ministry and that um, that we just we focus on Jesus and uh, make him uh, the light of our life and put him where he needs to be. Yesterday we talked about our hearts as idol factories and and uh, that we make um, that we put Jesus in the place where he needs to be. So pray with me. Father God, we thank you for Jesus. Um, he is our Lord and our Savior. And um, Lord, sometimes we say Lord and we don't truly get the meaning of it, of what it truly means um, to, be, to have him as our Lord. That whatever he says we do without discrepancy, without without hesitation, uh, without even even thought about it, that we just uh, follow him. Because he has our best interest in mind, no matter where he leads us, and no matter what uh, he leads us through, it's always our best interest that um, that he has. You said, you said it in Jeremiah, you said, um, I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you. And uh, we, we, we rely on that, God. We just, we pray that to you today. Pray your very words that you've given us and your promises that you've you've made to us so long ago, but are still still true today. And I uh, just pray for this refuge ministry, all the men and uh, the women that are involved, and the men that are that are in the ministry right now that are that are at phase one and phase two and phase three and four and and so on. And that God, they would uh, their lives would be just shining examples. It would be examples to us that aren't in there that like. Uh, to me, especially, and these guys have been so such an encouragement um, to me for as my spiritual walk to to really kind of step it up and uh, to be to be the man of God that I've been called to be for my family, for for my church, for my community. And uh, Lord, that only comes from you. That desire has come from you. And uh, let's pray that that spreads like fire through this whole ministry. Thank you for Tom and his vision that he had so long ago. And uh, that it's still running today, Lord. That you're still using this ministry, and that uh, that you're still keeping it around, and you still have plans for it. And we know you do, Lord. Just use us uh, the way you'd see fit, and then we focus on you. In the name of your Son Jesus, we pray. Amen. All right. Next up, Matt Marr. With Lord, I need you to finish today's show out. I'm going to be taking a couple days off, and uh, you guys have a great weekend. Um, and uh, we will see you next week. All right. Bye. Lord, I come, I confess, bowing here, I find my rest. Without you, I fall apart. You're the one that guides my heart. Lord, I need you, oh, I need you, every hour I need you, my one defense, my righteousness, oh God, how I need you, where sin runs deep. Your grace is more 
Jesus, you're my hope and stay. 